Welcome to WOW, the positive news podcast for kids. I'm Clarice, and I'm here with Alastair, who is going to tell us a bit more about this week's big story. So, Alastair, you've written this week about the new flu virus. Why do you think it's important? Thanks, Clarice, and hello, everybody. Yes, it's not an obviously fun subject this week, is it? Flu. Of course, we've got some other stories, like the kids who pedal away to go to school on a pedi bus. And of course, we've got the handbags made of cactus. But yes, our main story is about flu. Now, here at WOW, we want to tell you about what's going right in the world. And people getting sick is obviously not that. But uh, WOW isn't just about looking on the bright side and ignoring that there are problems in the world. Actually, it's kind of the opposite. We like to talk about the people and the projects that are finding solutions. But you can't really talk about the solutions without talking about problems, can you? And yes, the flu is a problem. But is it a problem with the solution? The newspapers and TV are full of stories saying that we don't really know how to stop the virus spreading. Yes, there are solutions, Clarice. And because this is by no means the first of these kinds of flu virus that we've seen in the world, we are getting better and faster at fighting them. So, wow, we think it's really important that people should be aware of that. And they shouldn't get too worried by the fact that there's so much talk about this thing that people are calling the coronavirus, and which is making people ill in China. Mm -hmm. So what are people doing to fight this flu? I heard that maybe it's come from snakes? Well, we don't really know too much about where it comes from. But scientists think it might be a virus that usually lives in animals, possibly snakes, and that it somehow got into one person, and from there it's gone on and been passed to others. Now, these things happen from time to time, and the good news is that peop the people in charge have been pretty quick to start fighting back. The first thing is that the government in China has been trying to stop this flu from spreading. So people pass the virus to other people, just like we do with those bugs that we all suffer from in the winter, like colds and more common types of flu. So in China, for example, the city where the virus was identified just a few weeks ago has been more or less closed off. People can't travel. And we've all seen the pictures of people wearing face masks. Those help people avoid passing the flu on to each other. And we've seen the pictures of the streets that are pretty much empty as people stay at home. Now, that's been a real shame for the Chinese because this has been their big annual New Year holiday and a lot of people have been unable to go and visit their families. Some people, for example, there are foreigners who are stuck there and can't leave because uh, people don't want the disease to spread. But the experts think that this kind of action, although it's unpleasant for everybody involved, is really vital to slow down how the disease spreads until we figure out a cure. Now, of course, in the modern age, with millions of people flying around the world every day, there have been people popping up everywhere, including in Europe, who've caught the flu a few weeks ago in China. Hmm. So should people outside of China be worried, Alastair? Definitely not. First of all, worrying doesn't really do anybody any good, so let's try not to worry. Of course, that's easy to say. But I think there are three really important things that will help us not to worry and that we should bear in mind about all of this. The first is that this is by no means the first time 
that us humans are being confronted with a new virus. Viruses are always changing how they attack us and our body's immune systems are fantastically good at fighting back. I'm sure we've all in our lives had one or other kind of flu and we've all certainly had colds and those are caused by other types of viruses and we've all recovered. We're here today. So far, we know that thousands of people have got sick with this new virus and they've mostly got better too. Although it's true that some people have died. Those are mostly old people or people who were not very well beforehand. Okay, but are we doing anything to try and actually destroy this virus? Absolutely, Clarice. The second important thing is that we've learned a lot in the past few years about how to deal with these new viruses when they do pop up. Especially, we've got much better at joining forces around the world. That, of course, is the main thing that we say in our big story this week. So China, which in the past hasn't been keen to admit to people that it's got a problem, well, it seems to have been pretty quick this time to let other countries know. And now, already, scientists all over the world are collaborating and being given what they need to work as quickly as possible to develop a vaccine, the medicine that will help us block uh, what we're calling the coronavirus. Now, that's really quite new, this level of cooperation. And on top of that, scientists have made quite a bit of progress in finding ways to speed up how they can build new vaccines. You see, each new virus can need a new vaccine to fight it. But new techniques mean that when a new virus appears, scientists are getting quicker and quicker at being able to jump on it and squash it. Aha, that sounds like good news, Alastair. It is indeed, Clarice. And that's why we wanted to write about it in WOW this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you said there was a third thing that it was important for us to think about. Yes, I would say so, Clarice. I think it's important for us to understand how we all react to stories about a new disease and to understand how the media tell us those stories. Ultimately, it's really important that we don't exaggerate, that we don't think that something is much scarier than it really is. So we should try to see things in perspective. That's what we mean when we look around us and see how some things are big and some things are small. Um, this sounds a bit complicated. Sorry, let's give an example. Why might we think that this new flu from China is a big danger? Well, one reason you might very well give is that there are stories about it on the front of every newspaper, at the top of all the online news sites, at the beginning of all the news bulletins on TV and radio. The journalists all think it's important, so we think it must be a big threat, right? But actually, that's not the right way to look at it. That's the wrong way to think. It's important that people know about this flu to understand what's happening in their world. It might, apart from anything else, remind us that we should all be washing our hands several times a day if we're going to stay healthy and not catch colds or flu. That's good advice at any time. But look, I've been a journalist for a very long time, and I think it's really important for people to know what's going on in the world. But just because it's important to know about something doesn't mean that we need to be afraid of it or it's necessarily the most important thing we need to know today. And just because there are lots of stories about something doesn't mean that it actually is very important to us right now in our lives today. Journalists often write lots of stories about things that might hurt us because people often read scary stories more than they read good news. It's good for journalists who want people to read their stories, and it's something that happens naturally. It's part of our instinct to survive. But if we give too much attention to things that are just new and dangerous, 
we can just make ourselves unhappy for no very good reason. We need to keep things in proportion. In proportion? What do you mean? Proportion, it's like perspective. It means seeing what's big and what's small. Now, of course we need to know about the new flu. But there are lots of other kinds of flu already. And although most of us uh, don't need to fret too much about catching flu, lots of people do actually die of flu already. Indeed, many more than have been made sick by the coronavirus. But we don't hear about those kinds of flu. We don't hear about all the other people who get sick with something else, because that's not considered news. It's not news. So in fact, especially in the winter, we all know people washing our hands regularly with hot water and soap, making sure we keep clean to avoid catching all those other kinds of flu. In most of the world, that's still much, much more important than fretting about this rare new illness in China. So that's what I mean by proportion. Is the coronavirus new and interesting? Yes. Is it a big thing for our lives that we really need to worry a lot about? No. Mm -hmm, yeah, that's good to know. And it's really useful to understand why we're all talking about it. Of course, Clarice. And it's really good to talk about these things, especially if they're a bit worrying. I think whenever we might be a bit scared by something or we don't understand it, it's really important to talk about it, talk to teachers, parents, friends, anyone who can help us see things as they really are. For example, I found myself talking about the virus story to my own mum the other day, and she really helped me put our modern problems into, well, into perspective. Now, my mum is really old, like nearly a hundred years old, and she was remembering that when she was a little girl, her little brother got sick with a disease called scarlet fever. Now, scarlet fever still exists today, but it's a lot less common and it's fairly easily cured with drugs. But when my mum was little, these drugs hadn't been invented yet. So when her little brother, John, got scarlet fever, the doctors whisked him away from home and put him in a special hospital, a quarantine hospital, so that he wouldn't pass on the infection to my mum or to his schoolmates. Now, quarantine, by the way, is what the Chinese are doing to the cities where the virus started. Quarantine means keep a people away from each other so that the disease can't spread. Now, poor little John, he was just six. He was locked away on his own in a hospital room and even his mum and dad couldn't come and visit him for six weeks. The only way his mum, obviously my granny, could even see him was to peek in through the window from the street. And because the window was rather high, one of her relatives made her a little wooden ladder to carry with her to the hospital so that she could climb up and see her little boy inside. Now, I'm pleased to say that my Uncle John got better, and he's still going very strong at 94 years old. But that conversation the other day with my mum, and remembering how in her day, quite a lot of children, even in rich countries, got very sick and could even die of diseases, helped me remember how much progress we've made in keeping ourselves healthy. So I think that's good news. Wow, gosh, that's quite a story. Thanks, Alastair, for telling us so much about the flu. And we will be sure to keep things in, what do you call it? In proportion. That's all from WOW this week. We'll be back soon with another newsletter and more podcasts. And remember, if you've got any requests or grumbles, do write in and let us know. The address is on the newsletter and at our website. 
and tell your friends. Wow is free and we want more and more people to hear about it and to tune it. Pass it on. Until the next time, this has been Clarice presenting the WOW podcast. Thank you.